Are you ready for some comics? Yeah, I'm ready. Some Thursday night comics. Or whatever day you're listening to this comics. Ooh, the triple dose. Yeah, triple dose. Woof, here we go. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today, we talk in new comics, Marauders 26, New Mutants 23, Trial of Magneto number four. And that's the order that we'll be talking about them. Do you agree with that order? I, I mm, turmoil, turmoil in my heart and setting that. I mean, this was interesting this week's comics. I don't know if that's the right order for them as far as like what is the best of the three issues. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that when we talk about oh, that. Oh, but before we talk about it, guess news? what? I got things to say. You got news? I got news. What a shock. Hey, today, Thursday, Marvel released three teases for Destiny of X. A little follow-up to that previous ominous yeah. quote from Miss Adler. Yeah, it was really they were cool, the previews. I'm really interested in why Warlock and Wolverine are together or Wolverine is taken over by the Phalanx or what's going on it's with that It's some one. kind of circuitry. And we've seen that image of him teased on covers of X-Lives and X-Deaths. Oh, interesting. We being I, me and the, other uh, people, the rest of the X Other people that nerd out on every <laughs> news drop that Marvel does. So that, I believe, has something to do with him... In that journey, t- traveling through time, perhaps, which I believe is kind of the, the focus point of X-Lives and X-Deaths, but we don't know well, for sure. Well, you'll see when it comes out. We'll see when it comes out. Because these three promo images that we've seen, so there's one for Wolverine, mm-hmm. there's one, one for, for Storm. Storm, and one for Hope. And each of them have three different sliver images of those characters. Yeah, and Hope is like... In one, she's basically Charles, and in another, she looks like she's sitting at a seat of the council. So that's quite interesting to and me. And Storm is just looking great. All around great. In every image. Just you know, great. No matter what the destiny is, I'm good. <laughs> the middle one looks like Queen Regent of Morocco. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging that mohawk in the third one, though. That's. <laughs> I wonder if that first one is, if, that, if, if she never became an X-Man. She just looks... She does look like at peace. Yeah. Like happy and free. (laughs) I don't know. I really like the artists too. I wish I knew. I recognize David Baldion and Israel Silva on Mm -hmm. Hope's promotion. If if you haven't seen them, they're on our social media. They're also on Marvel social media. They're probably all over the internet by the time we post this. So check them out. Get excited. Post your theories. What do you think is going on? Is this a choose your own adventure or are they the one choosing their own adventures? What? <laughs> oh, you mean like do we as the audience choose? Or yes. do you, I was yes. like, wait, choose your own adventure. What? What? All right. Anyway, I have been getting and I almost I made a, a meme in my head. <laughs> it would say my wife, don't buy anything for yourself. It's too close to Christmas. Hasbro. Hey, look at all this as I got waves full of Marvel Legends figures in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. There's a box of Marvel Legends that I just haven't opened yet. Don't worry. I got Christmas on lock, oh, baby. Okay. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Don't be worried. 
You don't buy me Marvel Legends anyway. Well, because what would be the point? I would buy them and then he would be like, I already have that. I, was, pre- I pre-ordered that. I, <laughs> there was one year. I have seven of those coming. I would never have seven of one figure coming unless it was an army builder. Otherwise, that would be ridiculous. There was this one year. Got the full wave. Is the the Weapon X figure. Yes. And you yeah, went I was to, so excited that I got it. You like, went to Ooh. Toy Vault. And the guy there was like, oh, no, he definitely doesn't have this. He it just doesn't. came out. I had the whole wave. And I, I we kind of had that heart-to-heart conversation. Babe, Never again. Babe, if it's X-Men, I have it. I have, I have it. it. It's coming or it's in my hand already. And I probably have a backup on pre-order just in case that other one got canceled. Yeah, I don't buy you Marvel Legends because there's no point. There's not a single point. It would just ruin Christmas. <laughs> it would just be like. I already have this. Wah, wah, wah. Well, anyway, and the last thing that I have to say is... Oh, one more news. We've been getting a handful of posts on, on Twitter and a couple on Instagram about Spotify Wrapped, which is something Yeah, that that's so awesome. I wasn't even prepared to know that that was a, a thing that we should... Wait, Spotify Wrapped? Yeah, I mean, I don't use Spotify, so... But you don't, like, remember this time of year, everyone's like, this is what my Spotify was. No. I know. I don't use Spotify either. I'm one of like the ancient ones who still listens to Pandora. Oh, yeah. Me too. People always are like, what? Well, Pandora? Well, really? And you've recently given me the crap for this. I don't I don't really listen to a whole lot. I yeah. like to drive in silence and people think that's weird. That's beyond me. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I also use Apple Music and Apple Music doesn't do anything. But back to the main point, Spotify wrapped. Spotify a bunch rap. of people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have been listening to us. Like this is your mo- like one. Someone sent it to us on Instagram. Like, oh, ex-wife podcast was my most binged uh, podcast. And just it's just really awesome to to see and to hear. And another moment of gratitude from us. Thanks so much for yeah, your support. Yeah, it's the season. The season of giving gratitude and, and thanking y'all for being amazing because it's been really great. Really, 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 really great. Last thing I'll mention about Ooh. your real TikTok from today. Oh, yeah. We got tagged on Twitter from the the Daily Ilyana slash at Stepping Discs. I don't know how many people listen to at the Ex-Wife podcast, but I highly recommend it. If you need more evidence, I present Alicia, who is one of the hosts, and she is always bringing this kind of energy. Check out her TikTok, Page Turn Noise. Oh! And it is a direct post to your TikTok. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they started following me on TikTok, and I followed them back, and I'm so excited for... I'll have to uh, share with them when I... I did a poll a little while ago for what my next cosplay was going to be. And it's going to be magic. magic. So I'll have to share that. But yeah, thank you so much. That's awesome. I have a lot of fun making TikToks and they don't really go, go anywhere. <laughs> and maybe that will change now, you know. But like if y'all have ever made a TikTok, like that that stuff takes a long time. You got to be committed to the TikTok game. So those of you who are like on fire in the world of TikTok, good for you. Yeah, I'm not interested. I'll watch them sometimes when you send them to me, but I don't. I'm, not, I'm interested. I'm not in TikTok. I'm interested, but I also like making reels, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, comics. Comics. First up, <sighs> Marauders number Marauders 26. twenty-six. I mean, 
I was excited to see Matteo Lolly back on this issue. Yep, yep. And Russell Dodderman on that cover. Always love a Russell Dodderman cover. Yeah. I mean, it was like an OG bundle over here. Yeah, right? Marauder's classic. Yeah. So I, that was good. I do remember seeing this when it was first revealed and just loving it and the ice gag of Fin Fang Foom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll save my feelings. Let's get into yeah. it. Page turn noise. I haven't slept a whole hell of a lot since that night. Since Araco. I find myself lying awake and wondering what else I can do. Iceman. I, I love this promise or premise of that we might get some expansion on in this issue mm. of what Iceman can do. I do also want to bring up Iceman knows some of the really cool things that he can do thanks to the Battle of the Atom crossover where he met an old ice wizard version of himself. Oh, that's a trend, huh? But I think it's a great play on the potential of his powers yeah i mean i do think that the expansion of iceman for me in this issue was cool i liked seeing him be the sort of spotlight of the issue i did yeah i Um, I really because i feel like he's been somewhat underserved throughout this run mm -hmm. and this was at the core of it an iceman issue for sure with some trimmings on the sides some hellfire some stuff we are leading Leland. Okay, so I know this name. Harry Leland. I just don't recall in what story I would know him from. Clearly, he's been gone a while. Yes. And he just so, came back. Is it the beginning of New Mutants? Is he the one? No. no. That's Donald Pierce. Donald Blondie Pierce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who also is actually in this issue at the end. Oh. With the metal arms. in He's one of the angry ambassadors against Krakoa. He's a representative of Madripoor. But oh, anyway. My goodness gravy. So Harry Leland yes. was in the Dark Phoenix saga. He is one of the Hellfire members. Oh, yes. He manipulates matter density. Mm-hmm. And he and Wolverine spar. Okay. But you have not read or seen the issue where he dies in the fight against Nimrod. Right. Which, well... I've seen a little of it now. Right. So (laughs) that first time that Harry dies, because, you know, mutants, which is later referenced in this issue, all the way back in Uncanny X-Men number 209, this big battle that started between the Hellfire Club and the X-Men, but then turned attention to Nimrod, which I think is a great connection point Mm -hmm. of the fact that Nimrod is back now. And that is something that they should all be turning their uh, attention to. But to be dead for essentially... 40 years of continuity that's it's an interesting point about how that might affect someone when they're brought back yeah i mean this was all all of this was interesting to me because i was very much like whoa why are we why is it like og hellfire Hellfire vibes honestly when i saw there was a an image a preview image of emma and shaw this one Mm. i thought that this was a flashback because it just looks so classically hellfire yeah I do I do love seeing Mateo's art. I know I love it. I love Mateo Lale. Okay. Anyway, he's back and they're showing him Krakoa. His face as he like starts to walk through that the gate. He's just like, What? You know, quote unquote walk through the gate. Yeah. And and just I, I do want to just bring up the point that how this 
deals with this idea of of resurrection, the problems of resurrection, and and how it naturally occurs in a way that also drives this narrative, just rather than a context drop of mm-hmm. just hey yeah, there's been trouble with the resurrection and really messes with your mind. I just I really like this issue. I thought that this was really interesting to lay some new ground into not only a character, but the process of resurrection. Cause we've all alluded to the fact that there's a backup of the queue. There's a bunch of mutants yes. that, that are backed yeah. up, which I find kind of interesting and would interrogate a little bit because like, Hey, what about the, there's, there's like millions of mutants that died. Yes. Between yeah. Genosha, between mm-hmm. M day, they need to be repowered just between being a mutant. Yeah. Can we bring back the name brand ones first? <laughs> you know, like I, I get it. You space it out for story purposes. But like, hey, the ones that I know before the ones that I never met because they died before they were even given names. I don't know. Pepper them in, babe. Pepper, Pepper them, them in. in. We must all serve Krakoa. We would like you to be mutantdom's representative to humanity. Wait, before we get there. I just want to know, like, what's going on right now? Is it like, everybody, it's flying practice time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So they yeah, quote everybody. unquote walk through the gate and it's like Storm, Rogue, Gene, Angel, Banshee. What was that Polaris, Tempo? Yeah. Everybody who can fly, we're going to fly right now. We're going to fly right now so we can say, whoa. Mr. Leland, look at this. We're here for you. Welcome to Krakoa. I do, I do love that he tears up. Even Iceman is like, is like skating on the water there. I mean, Emma does say that everything has been planted in his mind that we've been on Krakoa this whole time. I so guess, yeah. Maybe this is also like, hey. Yeah, they just excited. like, here's a quick flash. Everybody's yeah, here. Everybody's but here. They're not really. But it's yes. all of us together. It is, it is very like heartwarming yeah it's magical the way he tears up and gets excited and so harry leland was an accomplished lawyer before and i think that that is why he's being recommended to serve as this council member this person not really a council member but a representative to the broader landscape of the world which i think was kind of interesting yes the the graveness on emma's expression oh god that close-up of emma (laughs) our enemies gather and Nimrod, Nimrod is, is back, back online. online. Title page. It's good to be home. Many happy returns. Written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Matteo Lolly. Color art by Rain Barreto. And letters by Corey Pettit. VCs Corey Petit. <laughs> I love it when the VCs is there. It's Corey Petit. But when he's <laughs> just when he's just Corey Pettit, it's just Corey Pettit. You say whatever you say. And I say what I say. There you go. <laughs> All right, diving back in. Marauder meets the dragon. Okay. Kind of dragon. I just... What? What? This is so random. Sure. Yeah. Like, there are parts about this part of the issue that I like, and then parts that I literally am like, what just happened? Comics. What? Okay. When When you're roaming through the Marvel Universe, some things drop out of the sky. Yeah, some things drop out of the sky and just randomly brag about themselves. Yep, yeah. You know, when you're a boastful dragon monster, alien creature, shape-shifting, fin-fang-foom guy. And how is Christian's head not healed yet? Comics timeline. You know, I mean, he should probably just go to the healing gardens. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't want to. You know, he's got marauder business to do. And also, is the marauder just straight up flying? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, that was happening because of Rachel in that alternate reality in Excalibur one issue. So I don't know if this is, I don't know if this has anything to do with Kate and her ability to walk on air. If she's phasing the ship oh my goodness, above that the water, would be that'd be pretty cool. Crazy cool. I do want to call it the fact that Callisto spots trouble, right? Kate, I love you, but maybe don't second guess a mutant with enhanced sight when she tells you there's something coming. <laughs> That's literally her mutant ability is that well, I don't see she anything. can see something well before anybody else can. This is true. And Fing Fang Foom has entered the chat. Yeah. They're headed to Madripoor with all this whiskey. And I was just, I was looking him up, Fin Fang Foom, and I got so distracted by the story of where he saves Christmas. And I what? just want I just want to say that because I loved it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it another time, but I just need to Fin Fang Foom saves Christmas. Throw that out there that that exists in the world of Marvel Comics. And All it right. is just joyous. Hydra's involved, Wong is there. Okay, great. Let's get it. You know, and Finn uh, Foom as as a lot of sites call him or refer to him as Foom, rather than saying all three, he's just on that post-battle high, and he's trying to keep his buzz going. You know, he's coming down on Earth. He smells this whiskey from, from which the he's air. Never smelt something like this, this before. Is, and this is and the, there are two references yeah, to this Port Genosha whiskey because this. I mean, this has been a development throughout Marauders that they now have a export beyond. Krakoan medicines. We mm-hmm. give you the the drugs of a different flavor, mm-hmm. and it's the best whiskey around. Yes, the preferred whiskey of big ass dragons. Yes, it seems. Poor Lockheed. Yeah, well, Lockheed Lockheed's just wants angry. to fight. Yeah, dragon be dragon. Let's go. Fire with fire, or ice with fire, or ice with fire. Coming in hot or cold, to lay down the law on Foom, mm-hmm. as Iceman gets shattered. When you saw this, what'd you think? I was like, really? He de- he just came back. He dead already? He dead already? I couldn't. I was a little like, huh? No way. But here's the thing. All these people that this dragon is boasting about beating, like, do you think they have any relevance? Or they're just like, we're just throwing out names. We're just name dropping, name dropping, name dropping up in here. Yeah. I mean, it's name dropping to, I, I don't Karn, recognize. the torturer. And more whose names I can't even recall. Breville the defiler. Yeah, I don't I don't recognize those names. He does refer to Earth as Midgard. Yes. Which I was like, uh So he is an alien creature. Okay. He just looks like this dragon, dragon. Cra- creature, but he is not. And he does shapeshift. Oh, interesting. I mean, everybody's faces when when he gets chomped. Yeah. And yeah. also nice touch of his shorts. Yeah, which I don't think I've ever seen him with shorts on. I wonder if that was another one of those like. <laughs> so if y'all didn't listen to our interview with Matteo Lolly, he talked about how sometimes with the translation of things, there's miscommunications. And that's where. Issue one of issue, Marauders. Yeah, when Iceman has flip flops on, like where that kind of came in from. So I'm wondering maybe there was like a some kind of miscommunication or he just wants him to feel like he's some shorts he's going for a beach vacation yeah but then Iceman's like that wasn't even my final form i'm giant now levels up to throw down foom is scared yeah the facial expressions for a dragon are pretty dope yeah you were not so large or alive moments ago 
And then they went, now we just have a giant monster battle. Fire versus ice. But ice wins. Yeah. And says, now go on, get. And this Don't is, you come back here. This is a, a couple of these things I do recognize as part of Iceman's power set. The fact that he can reform himself, especially if there's large amounts of moisture around. But what about getting giant like that? The fact that he can incorporate other moisture into his form. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I also don't think I realized that he was Omega. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he says that at one point. Yeah, he says that a couple he times. He says, here's one for the road and don't come around this planet disrespecting my Omega level. Beep. Again. Yeah. Can't say that word on our buddy. I mean, I just did. Ass. All right. Well, if you're going to say it, say it with impact. <laughs> that was a good way of saying it. Sure. Yeah. Orocco, the, the transformation of Mars was at Omega levels only. Oh, right. He was involved in that. Yes. I forgot. Well, any hoodle. Oh, that's what he meant. Yep. Since Araco. Yep. All right. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Continuity. It's fine. And he's just like, you know, I got to go. Yeah. I'm feeling big and tall and I'll meet you all back on Krakoa. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. And then these two. (laughs) The drunken power battles. They're just tussling. Yeah. Well, you know. Laughing and being drunk. It's just a, don't yeah. don't push me in a hole. You're in Krakoa, and, not me. And this makes me again interested in the resurrection queue as we're bringing it up again. As Leland's getting very upset that he was delayed in the queue. Well, dude, we brought you back. You could yeah. have been stayed there. Here, don't worry about it. And then we have this data page letter from Ms. Frost. I do love the details that we get about his missing time and how to keep specific on what you're saying about your missing time. I also love that Pyro is the author of the missing time. Right. I, because he's the writer now. He writes he's, romance novels. Yep. You can also write your backstory if you need an alibi. And we'll implant it in your mind for you. So you can have perfect recall of your fake life. And also who did Logan have living in the Hellfire house? I'm not sure. I do remember that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Emma, you know, this this also sets up a very clear connection to you know. Well, no, that's not what I was going to say. Just like the way that when Leland comes back, he says to Shaw, like, oh, I'm glad that you've like reconciled with Emma. And then this whole thing is basically, oh, no, darling. Like, I'm in charge. Emma is in charge now. Yeah. Like we've quote unquote reconciled because I'm the captain now. Yeah. We do not have enough allies for that information to be disclosed, which I feel like is an interesting counterpoint to mm. last week's Yeah, well, weeks a reporter ago. from the Daily Bugle has been chasing the story right. as of late. Right, right. And so the information dropped from X-Men 5 of Ben coming up to Scott and saying, hey, I know the story. I'm, I'm writing it. Get your house in order. Yeah. We're not ready to deal with that. So that, that kind of... Put some heat on that story point. Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. And then, th- and then, what? Leland's legacy. No, see, this is why I was like, kind of like, felt like I love Marauders, but I felt like this issue was like a very all over the place. This was a Hellfire issue. This, I feel like, is setting up. I'd been talking about this at one point with Xtropes about how this, the Marauders concept, the pirates, the ship saving people, delivering things, 
is very much so only one part of mm-hmm. Marauders the title. Oh yeah, for this sure. This has evolved into the Hellfire Trading Company title. And this is a further development of the Hellfire Trading Club or the Hellfire Club getting their house in order. Yeah. But what do you mean this kid is not Shaw's son? I Yes, right? I mean, this was hinted at before the gala. Their similar powers. It was when they were doing the tour of the island. Uh-huh. That the fact that Shinobi and Leland have such similar powers. And I do this very offhand way of saying that Shinobi's mom was boinking all of Hellfire. At yeah, the basically like, like, we're not really sure, but... We were yeah, all friends so, of your mom. So then how does Shaw even know that it's not his kid? Because he, he looks more like Shaw. Sure, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't. This is this is new information that he is being confirmed as Harry Leland's son. His mother is unknown. TBD, we don't know. Right. Well, he looks like her, apparently. Right. <gasps> is it Lord? No. It's a Japanese woman. Oh. An unnamed Japanese woman was all I could find. I was just like, who has dark hair? In the but that's fire? what I thought, too. But yeah. I wasn't sure that... And then this guy. Okay, so wait, where is he at the UN? Oh, down on the Donald bottom of the page. Blondie Pierce with his robot arms. Give yeah. him the side eye, cause he know what's up. Does he know? I don't know. Well, he should know that Harry died. Was dead. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he was there. No, he was not there when Leland died. He was no longer a part of the inner circle. Ah, uh, he was given the boot. And then our last couple pages. Or last page, at least. Another tease of Lord Chantel. But she's she's like disguised as a regular lady. She's just walking towards that gate. Yeah. She's been in the background of a few issues now, ever since being resurfaced that she never died. But she's on her way into Krakoa now. Oh, yeah, boop, yeah, boop, yeah. boop, 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 boop. Something about to happen. I thought this was a solid issue, especially for Iceman in particular, but I would... Love to dive a little bit more on how Arako is affecting him and and how he views the potentials of his powers. This seemed like a great tease to set up things here. I would agree with that. I think for me, I was just reading it and I felt like it was bouncing all over the place. And the the whole Fin Fang Foom thing was like, wait, what is happening right now? Yeah. Where did this guy come from? What does this connect to? What does this matter? But yeah, it's, I mean, just, it's just the team was doing a mission and got interrupted by a dragon creature all yep. over the place a little bit. Yeah. But you had like it was your bookends of the Hellfire story and then your Iceman in Marauders team in between. Yeah. With a little throw in at the end. Right. Which Jerry loves that last page throw in of, hey, I, I'm doing something on the side. In the something background. else is coming. It yeah, that's like, true. It feels like the Marauders title is one of the few that is still actively laying groundwork for future content. Yeah, like it's still building. Right? To to just now introduce, because, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what the Krakoan is, is Bon Voyage. Goodbye, set sail. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? I'm I'm just... Your face was... <laughs> upset. Well, I, just, I don't know. We only have... We have the annual after... There's a single issue after this, and then there's the annual... In, January, February. I'm not sure when. It might have been pushed back. Everything's been kind of pushed back. So and then probably. that's it? That's all that's been currently announced. So we don't know if it's going to be rebranded into a different title. Steve Orlando is writing right. the annual. Yes. There's a different art team and there's a different team. I don't think that they're going to assemble a new team just for an annual issue or have an annual issue where you're not then going to do anything. But 
that might be the reorganization of what's then next to come. I'm not well, sure. Because it also says next, bon voyage, or how I learned to stop worrying about walking the plank. Right. So it's weird that they put that, and then they also put bon voyage as the Krakoa. Krakoan. That's, ha- that's happened before. Yeah, well. Questions? Do I have any? Sure. No. Anything else about overall? Did your feelings change at all? I know you're a little mixed going in. Yeah, my feelings always change once we talk about them. You just have a really good... You do a really good job of making me excited about issues that I was even like, meh, about. Yeah. Thank you. I do that. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I was really excited to sit down and read comics this morning. And I think overall I was hoping for just more more gasping moments more yeah i don't know but always always talking about them with you after the fact i get more excited about them great so i don't have any other questions really though i mean i'm interested to see like where the team goes or what direction the hellfire trading company goes in Mm. and how you know the development of leland and his family (laughs) Dies and and hopefully when Lords comes into play that'll shake things up a bit. Yeah. So what else can Iceman do, or what else would you like to see him do? Because it seems like he can just manipulate ice in any way, shape, or form. He can reconstitute himself. He can expand himself. I'll tell Multiply. you. So the the wizard form essentially had the ability to create ice golems that he would then have control over. That's cool. And it's multiply like frozen. Himself. He's right. like Elsa. Basically. <laughs> what do we think Lords is up to? Is she just hiding in the background? But she wants no, to. No, she's not. She's got a bigger plan than that. So she's got to connect to it somehow. Does Emma is yeah, Emma I think still Emma in contact knows. with her? Emma knows. Yeah. And that's why Emma told. Shaw, but also he was he was barking up the tree of resurrection for her. Yeah. yeah, Emma definitely has to know. Yeah. And last, with all these Hellfire members making a comeback or being referenced, do we think that it's all part of Emma's play? Or The Hellfire Club shall be the new council. Qual- quiet council. I think so. Yeah. Just the way that kind of moves and setting up. The fact moves that you have... Moves. Oh, yeah. You have Leland in your pocket, and he's also your representative yeah. you have lords doing whatever she's doing bon voyage means bye-bye charles <laughs> yeah right you out don't say yeah right yeah, yeah right. i am right all right we on to the next on to the next new mutant oh this number 23 cover is creepy AF. yes it is so creepy it is so creepy in a good way because yeah. like the issues kind of shadowy creep city overall I mean, but Yes, and I think it's the baby dolls. It's it's interesting because it's like, oh, look, it's the baby dolls, but also, why is Warlock here? I wrote that as my end note of don't tease me with Warlock and not have Warlock in the issue because don't. he's been a part of this team. He's regularly right, right, been a right. part of this But group. Doug isn't here either. Doug isn't on the cover. Right. But unless I mean, they're like a combined unit at this point. Well, Doug has not really been in New Mutants. Right, but neither has Warlock. Yes, he has. Over the course of Vita's run, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, he's not in this issue. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, page turn noise. The Lost Club to the rescue. So we're picking up a little later than where we left off. The Lost Club was coming up. Which yeah, they were let, on their note, way. I love that name. 
the lost club these, yeah these these kids that don't feel like they fit in anywhere and they don't feel like they have any agency on the island mm-hmm. yeah we'll make our own team our own club we don't need a title we'll just take pages out of yours that's fine yeah but yeah they were climbing up the mountain and they saw shadow king connecting to the minds of the new mutants yes as they were passed out but now we see he is passed out and before we even like get into this issue i just have to say that the art in this book top notch is out of control amazing yeah really great stuff i continuously say that throughout the issue it's just so beautiful like the style of it when it gets into like the end of the issue and there's like the the dreamscapiness or like the creepy versions of them and just like on top of that the colors yeah it's so good and rod does his own colors as well just good job good job rod but anyway yeah very they're diving in the layers and layers of visuals yes. on that next page. So I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, for me reading this issue, I had moments where I was like, I'm not 100% sure what's happening. But also I feel like that's kind of supposed to be the point. Yeah. That it's like trippy and weird and it might be a little difficult to follow. Like, not difficult to follow, but. But I mean, at the same time, the New Mutants themselves and even the Lost Club were unsure of what was really happening right, right? exactly and, one, and the art does a good job of making you feel that also right we got a trippy experimental colorful page as they go into the mind of amal farouk and so are these versions of themselves that they wish they were or like how because no girl is that her has, name yep no She's girl has a body, body. cosmar's a little bit more under control. Yeah. Anol has a tail. Yeah. And what's the... Rainboy has yeah, hair. Yeah, Rainboy has hair. And Gabby, just Gabby. Gabby's good. Gabby, just Gabby. I'm Gabby. I'm cool And also, with who's it. writing this play? Vita. <laughs> the Boy and the Beast, Act 2, Scene 300. No, 3,452. Right. And I feel like this is just the constant struggle that has been between Amal and the Shadow King over the decades, the however many years that he has been dealing okay. with. Yes. Him. It was deep. This whole arc from Vita and, and Rod as well has centered around these differences between Shadow King and Amal Farouk. Yeah, which and is really cool. It's a great dynamic played out here and a real big difference about this character expansion. Yeah. Yeah, because you said there wasn't much about Amal not, specifically before. Not to my knowledge, no. Yeah, it's it's always just been the Shadow King in this body of Amal Farouk. I had not known that Amal Farouk was that little boy mm. before. Who really brought the new mutants to be here and who was playing who. Just fascinating inner turmoil and dynamic that we get yeah. to see go on throughout the issue. <sighs> Title page. Fall of the House of Shadows. The truth shall set them free. Written by Vita Ayala. Art by Rod Reese. Letters by Travis Lanham. VC's Travis Lanham. Anyway. New Mutants Mind Games over here. Mm -hmm. Brood. Attacking the Green Lagoon in Krakoa? Question mark? In Krakoa? I thought this, this whole, like this sequence, and then you get the next couple pages with the, the other team. And how they parallel of this like water droplet that's on the table and like they can kind of hear what's going inside the water droplet. And then next the kids can kind of hear what's happening outside the water droplet. And it's like this veil of the two realities within the one reality. 
and it's just great. It's crazy trippy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something off about it, right? So Shan and Danny are picking up on it, but everybody else just wants to tear into the brood. And well, because they think it's real. Right, right. They think they have to. But Shan and Danny have more of a telepathic element to their mutant abilities. Yeah. And then they get sucked in. They get sucked in that because they trust it. Yeah, so that, cool. That... Just all Magic! Of it. All of it is so cool. This next page, though. Rodri's channeling his inner Salvador Dali with these pages. Oh, yeah. Those stairs. The stairs. The the little moon at the top panel. Oh, yeah. With Amal's face. Like the, yeah. Wow. I love it. It's so Dali. You're right. It, it, Trey Dali. <laughs> Trying to understand the complexities of Shadow King. Yeah, but who this? That's a knoll, and that's magic. And so, I did not know that was a knoll. I stared at that for a long time, and I was like, <laughs> I do not know who this is. All right, so this is, I believe, this is magic, and this is a knoll, and they are kind of bridging that gap. So the oh, the Lost Club was in that bubble. Yes, caused by the mutant circuits of their powers to enter into. The Shadow King's mind. And, and I don't world. even fully understand the mutant circuits. I feel like Vita has been holding back on all these mutant circuits and they just decided, yeah, we're going to throw all that heat Explosion. right now. Boom, 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 boom. I got all these circuits in my mind and I'm just showing them off. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool, but I just, it was kind of one of those moments. That's what I was talking about where I was like, I don't fully understand this, but I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, it's, that's comics. Because that's comics. And we get. Heroes and Shadows. Another play. Act one, scene two. Dense page that gives us a lot of dialogue between the two groups as they come together. There was a helpful presence guiding the teams to be able to meet up. Assumably the boy, Amaf Rook, and or a manipulation of the Shadow King. That's the kind of the big question. Who's in charge? Yeah, who's in charge here? Who's playing who? It's interesting in this in this next page too, where you see all the stairs, there's like an image of what looks like rain like trapped behind glass and then you know as we know she is here but she's not really here right so that's an interesting little easter eggy detail yeah and also just this little magic oh my god that's so creepy i did not see that before and and the number of times that magic calls in her experience of being in places like yes. this as a young child. and <laughs> If anybody knows how to fight and survive in an endless nothing. It me. It's me. Yeah. The, the new mutants are being called out in that data page by the Lost Club for having made up their minds about what's going on here rather than being open to what it could be, which carries throughout the rest of the issue of their dead set that well, we need to come in destroy the shadow king and the lost club is like hey whoa wait there's might be more at play here mm-hmm. and we get our battle royale of sorts wolf leading up wolf yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that what is this one in five thing so this was a a synergy that was in the first couple of issues of vita's run where wolfsbane can become multiple wolves that's crazy. Yeah. I don't think I remembered that. It was in that, I think it was the first issue or the first two issues. So it would have been right after Ten of Swords. Mm-hmm. So during your massive binge. So That's probably why yeah, it was right, forgotten. Right, right, right. I do like how Gabby is still able to be open-minded about who they might be here to help, 
even after what happened to her. Right. Even after the Shadow King straight up killed her. If anyone is to be questioning or, or have their mind dead set against the people here, it's Gabby. Right. Other than the New Mutants themselves, who have historically had a terrible time dealing with the Shadow King. <laughs> oh, man. After what seems like a lot of wandering, magic tries to take control, but it seems like the Shadow King is taking control through Wolfsbane as they attack. The wolves attack. The wolves attack, and there's this like, we don't want to hurt her because we know that she's not in control, but she's also hurting us. Right. So like, where's the line? What do we do? Yeah. Good guy problems. And then, boom, the wolves disappear through the wall. I do like how they play up Danny and Rain's connection here and how that that's going to be the key to finding them and and later on the key to saving her. Mm-hmm. I, do, I want to call out Astral Fusion is a mutant band name that is not claimed, I don't think. <laughs> but also, what is this? It looks yeah, what is so happening? cool to see their powers come together, but I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no, yet again, exactly what I was talking about. You know, that's, that's fine. We're in like which part of this thing is who? They're all each other. I can see like Ileana's shoulder armor, where the wings coming from. I don't know. Probably Danny and the Valkyrie. Mm, what about this like floating eyeball head? Probably Cosmar. Okay, so is it really just the three of them? Because yep. I see. I was thinking it was all of them together. Well, it does say the, the new, new mutants, mutants and, and the Lost, Lost Club. Club. So astral fusion. It's just whatever it is. It's super cool. Yeah, the Shadow Boy. So we find him and kind of attack because we don't trust it. We do not trust it. We'll hold back on that attack and then he transforms into the Shadow King. The terrifying Shadow King visage. Well, I like this also, you know, Anola's like, okay, this place is a prison though. Yeah. Like and this it's an kid, old prison. Right. It's a long time. And then I don't know, I think it maybe it's on the next page. The conversation of this idea that he doesn't know how long, like the elephants, the thing about the elephants and how karma, yeah, karma brings it up that like their chain, baby elephants are chained when they're babies and they can't break through the chains, and so then they just eventually give up hope right. that they can escape, and so they're like just a, tied it becomes with a mental block rope, tied right, to their and physical just that sort of conditioning. Yeah, just that metaphor or that connection to that kind of mental conditioning. You know, it's like you think about someone who's been kidnapped and they've been kidnapped for all this time. It's like, well, why don't they run away? It's because they they don't believe that they can or that they should or that that's even an option anymore. Mm. And yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting way of kind of sharing that information and making me understand what was happening between Amal and the Shadow King. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I, I really did too. Oh, and when each of their demons come out. Yeah. The demon and they bear. have to fight their their demons and they're like, hey, we've been here before. We know what we're doing. New mutants and their demons. Is, okay, but who are all these demons? Because uh, that's the demon bear and that's like obviously limbo magic. Oh, these other two. Looks like the Joker. Or the Riddler. I don't know. I know that's not correct. Yeah, I don't know who Karma's is. I don't know if that's supposed to be her brother or a family member, knowing her past dealings with family members, kind of manipulating and controlling her. And then that's James's brother, John Proudstar. Yeah, but why is he 
a demon. That's what because I because he, he carries a lot of regret and. Oh, I see. A lot of emotion tied to the fact that his brother died as an X Man, and he blames Xavier at the beginning of his publication history, and and tries to kill Xavier because of the loss of his brother. Oh, so he just kind of carries that with him. But it is another reference to the Proud Star family. Mm. But then everybody turns into an animal. We get a real live honey badger and a lizard dinosaur man. Yeah, this giga battle, which I don't understand. I, I feel like this is largely getting fueled by Cosmar's ability to manipulate reality and interface with everybody else's powers. So that's mm. why they're able to bring up the power levels of the other members of the team. Yeah, it's just bonkers. Yeah, just layers of manipulation on those next pages of like who is playing who... That This is where that comparison of the elephants from Karma and the potential shackles that Amal is under by the Shadow King's longtime presence mm-hmm. in his life. Yeah. Who is really playing who? The boy making Wolfsbane see the team as these evil creatures. But is it the boy or, or is, is it, it the Shadow King? Right. Yeah. And and does does the boy even know who's doing it and these evil versions of them are so creepy cool yeah they're terrifying they're amazing i love them i love them they are Obviously, they are terrifying danny and rain's connection breaking through the manipulation that nice little mm-hmm. change from the hand the, to cheek moment yeah the the terrifying wolf to the rain we all know and love you cannot you will not oh really yeah oh, I, really? I love this team shot yeah. In that bottom corner. It's really. It's just, oh, I think you'll find that we can and we most certainly will. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Now we get our final showdown between Amal and the Shadow King. It's interesting on. So in the paper copy, right, you have this mm-hmm. and then this. Flip the page. Yeah. So you have half of Amal's face and then the other half of the Shadow King in the digital copy. That is one spread. Oh, that's cool. Which I don't know if that was maybe it was intended to be that way, and then something happened with like an ad or something. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. That this saber tooth page count got thrown off. Ad ruined everything. But also, that's a cool visual in and of itself. Put it somewhere else. (laughs) Oh yeah, the flip. Right. The flip is cool because you're like, wha-pow, something different. I I love these pages. The the crackling everywhere the the internal battle the height of our conflict that we've been building to throughout this issue throughout this run just also this like battle within himself of like grabbing the shadow king and and you can see that he's really like two people one one person with two faces and then breaks up into two different people and yeah and it seems like magic's helping with her sword soul sword too yes and we get Seemingly, Omal Farouk at the end. And Gabby is the one who is comforting him. Yeah. I think he's done fighting. I think he's, I think we're going to be okay. And everybody's back to their regular form. Because we're back in the real world. We're back in the real world. What'd you think now? No, this was my favorite issue. Oh, okay, good. This was my favorite. This is what I think is the creme de la creme of the, the, the trio. Yeah. Art was on fire. Yeah, it was gorgeous to look at. It was a cool concept. It was different. It was exciting. And and it, Vita has been building to this yeah. point throughout their entire run. Yeah, this has been the foundation. This 
bringing together all their power combinations, the story of the boy in the shadow, these new, new mutants finding their own identity. I've really enjoyed this run. The character beats building, the layered narratives, the beautiful art. Bring this team back and let them do whatever they want. Yeah. Because <laughs> Full, I'm free reign. Free reign. Whatever they want. Give them their own team. They can decide. I don't care. Go ham. I think it was hit a little heavy with the, the main theme of like open-mindedness as to what could really be going on and, and to, can we trust them all, but also knowing the past traumas that the Shadow King has caused the New Mutants, mm-hmm. understandable that they would have a lot of reservations yeah. about trusting this man. Yeah, that's true. What's the Krakoan? What is deserved? Ooh, that's, I wonder if that has to do with like, punishment for what has happened right is amal guilty of the shadow king's crimes i don't know i don't think uh yeah right that's the trick i don't think so and then also interesting how this then ties into madeline Pryor Mm. on the cover of the following issue of new mutants and in the details of i know i know you don't have a whole lot of backstory about right what's going on but (laughs) If you want to talk about a character that was manipulated by a dark force and driven to do things beyond their initial control because of other things happening around them, Madeline Pryor fits that bill. Hmm. Interesting. If the Shadow and Amal are truly separated, can the New Mutants forgive Amal? I think so. You think so? I think so. I think Gabby already has. I think the younger ones already have. Oh, yeah. For sure. They're not the new mutants. They're the new new mutants. The new new mutants. So you want to know, do the new mutants... Can the new mutants forgive them? I think they can because I think this journey showed them that perspective of the situation of Amal being manipulated. And I think that what you were saying about how that point kept getting driven home, that kept being brought up, and it was such an integral layer in how they got to this point, I think, yes... They can. They got to. I you mean, can't just you can't just play it up like that so many times and then and, and then, then be like, no, us. we still hate you. Yeah, we still hate him. Put him in a pit. Where did all these new circuits come from? I don't know. Vita's been holding out on us. I. That's the thing that I just like. I don't understand what a mutant circuit is. Is it like it's how a combination they, of powers? But how? What do you mean? Like, you have a a mutant like sink. Who can absorb everybody's powers? Sure. And in so this situation, a, he is essentially a living mutant circuit, right? But in this situation, they're on the astral plane, so that's how they can all merge their powers. Like, what is the? There's no hope. There's no like. What is the connector to get all their powers to fuse together? So it is circuits come in all shapes and sizes, and it is being defined actively through the Krakoan Age. A circuit, to my understanding, is the use of powers in conjunction with other powers. So whether that means there's the the one image of Danny and Shan powering up magic sword to be able to have more reach in the astral plane because they both have telekinetic powers affecting her magical arcane right, powers. Right, that's in the astral plane. Like, But so, like the five, that's the first mutant circuit. But they have hope. Right. To like bind all their powers together. Right. And so that if, helps in that process, but also the six in sword. So that interdimensional travel that they use to then find Mysterium the first time. I guess I just don't fully understand like what is the glue that holds their powers together versus like I have a power, you have a power. Like, all right. So the 
the idea that what was it Polaris and Jean together using like her magnetic powers like an x-ray or whatever so Jean could read the mind like of a recently deceased she's like omitting this magnetic energy that then Jean telepathically can tap tap into that I understand Mm -hmm. it's just in other ways I just don't know how like what is the thing that connects their powers like how do they work together what's the difference between What allows for that difference between it being like just two people using their power simultaneously? What like fuses them? Right. So it can be just their powers or it can need some kind of bridge to fuse them. So in the beginning in House of X number five, when they're talking about the resurrection protocols for the first time Mm -hmm. and hope is the special sauce bringing them all together and amplifying their powers Could they have achieved this feat for the first time without her? Probably not. Can they do something similar without her now? Maybe because she's kind of stepping into this other role of being able to also resurrect people's consciousness. Mm -hmm. Right. But they don't necessarily in other instances need her to do what they're doing. So in a data page of sword, they refer to the earliest example of mutant technology could be considered the fastball special. So Mm -hmm. two powers used in conjunction to achieve what neither could separately. And that, I feel like, is the the looser umbrella. Well, that's a very tangible understanding for me because that's one guy throwing another guy. And so it's basically throwing energy at each other to find various ways of combining. And and it's really all being developed as they go. Mm. So there's no hard and fast answer to your question. Well, I don't like that. Last question. Where was Warlock? No, he wasn't. Where was he? He wasn't. He's on the cover. He's been a part of this lineup. I love Warlock. What have I done to you? I have made you feel as though you need the cover to be well, I, I, the answer. I, I, I'm a Warlock. He wasn't in there at all. <laughs> I'll give it a pass because I love this issue, but I wanted him. Yeah. Sorry. He's not in there. Well, we got one more. The final. The final. The Trial of Magneto, number four. Too many wonders. How many issues of this are there? Five or six? Five. Five. So there's only one more. This is the one before the one. All I have to say is I think we had a conversation about Leah Williams not wanting to call this the Trial of Magneto. Yep. And... 100%. 100%. 100 million percent it should not have been called No, that, that has nothing to do with... That was like a, a throwaway misdirect like at the beginning. that's what made me is what's making me get more and more disappointed. It's not that the story isn't good. It's just that the the setup made me feel like this was going to be like more of a crime, mystery solving. Well, especially you have X Factor that that was their bag. And this is a storyline that Leah had come up with. For them. Right. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just feels like it was hyped up and started in this one direction and then it, went into another direction and I think that a lot of that has to do with the title and not necessarily the arc of the story although a little bit arc of the story I don't know I don't know I just I mean it seems like we're gonna circle back to that now right because we're now closing out the trial we have the last issue next issue yeah but I just, I really firmly believe and agree that it should not have been called the trial of Magneto I feel like that's playing on the legacy title of it and people are maybe getting misdirected with that and you know you think we we were making 
accusations of who it was at the beginning, which it seems there still was a murderer. Yeah. And Magneto was lightly put on trial at the beginning in the sense that he was accused and, and hunted. We'll see. Anyway, we got the multi wandas on the cover. I love this cover. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I remember when this, this came out. The preview of this cover. Yeah. Groot Wanda. <laughs> All right, let's dig in. Page turn noise. The most difficult data page to read. Honestly, ever. I got nauseous. Yeah. Like I was turning <laughs> I, I was, was turning in. I was like, Ooh. and then I started like once it got to the middle, I just started like following it with my finger and being able to read upside down. It, it because... helps a lot more on my phone, but even then it was hard. Yeah. Visually interesting. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if I got everything that was in it. And I will say, in talking about the arc of this run, mm-hmm. this has been a step back up. So I thought, I thought issue one was really great. I thought mm-hmm. issue two, I was like, what? Issue three, I was like, huh? Issue four is probably back up to issue two. Maybe one and a half. Okay. That we're on the upswing. And I'm hopeful that we'll get that final. Yeah, hopefully. This was highly interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, the mystery of the Scarlet Witch resurrecting herself. Right. Like Watch how... out, Legion. I and got this. Al- and also the five. The five are getting ballsy. Right? The so, five straight up were about to just resurrect her because they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a version of her. It's old, but like let's just do it. Whatever. Who cares? Even though she's quote unquote not a mutant. She is not a mutant. I'm saying quote unquote. Yeah, I'm Let telling you it. she's not. Whatever you say is fine, but I everybody say- see, I, I never at one time thought that this story was going to make her a mutant again. I think that that was a lot of people's thoughts, hopes, dreams about this story. I don't understand how that, that would happen, how you can resurrect someone who was never canonically determined to have never been a mutant and, and give her an X-gene. I don't understand. I think it's a little suspect that Cerebro thought she was a mutant for all those years, and that's why we have this backup for her. I also, I will acknowledge that last issue, I was pretty confident that we weren't having a Krakoan resurrection for Wanda because of the vast lack of memories that she had, how far back this Cerebrophile seems to be coming from. But it seems as though it was. No, it's very much so a Krakoan (laughs) resurrection. I was wrong. A hundred percent. I'm not mad. She's resurrecting herself. Little magic interference on the next page throwing us all the way back to square one for the mystery of her death. Yes. Get the X factor band back together. We've got a murder to solve. Oh, just like they're getting ready for dinner. North star just like, doesn't doesn't want to have dinner. He doesn't want the people to come over for dinner. And then they're like, um, so we need to tell you something. We got work to do. Like it could, it was like metal, ma- like what kind of metal was it? Cause like some metal can just do stuff on its own. So we need to, you know, we need to reinvestigate. And I don't know, maybe North Star's face is like, oh God, now I have to do this after my dinner party. Dinner party's canceled. <laughs> and I do like how this ties in like the, the parallel timeline of what was going on when the kaiju started. That's what I called, right? Yep. I did it. Started. Um, I didn't even look at the book. I just said it from my mind. Um, when they started attacking and, and where everybody else was and how that 
plays in and then when Billy and Tommy like go take Wanda and they're like, no, you're coming with us. Like that sort of right, because meanwhile. They, right. They had gone off and how can you be thinking about dinner at a time like this? He's human. Teehee. <laughs> time to face the truth. Verdigris. What does that mean? Verdigris is the common name for a green pigment obtained through the application of acidic acid to copper plates or the natural patina formed when copper, brass, oh. or bronze is weathered and exposed to air or seawater over time. Like the Statue of Liberty. Exactly like the Statue of Liberty. Okay, do you know that when I was reading this issue this morning, <laughs> I looked at the title and I said, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure Justin will look it up. <laughs> you know he did. I have the Wikipedia page open right now. Amazing. Wikipedia, probably not the best resource for information, but hey, that got the job done. Written by Leah Williams, art by Lucas Wernock and David Messina, color art by Edgar Delgado, and letters by Clayton Cowles. PC's Clayton Cowles. We got our helpful sons on the next page. They just want to help out their mom, which I think I love it. You know? mm-hmm. I, I also I love this from Tommy. You recognize this feeling? Panic? All the time. We're old pals. <laughs> yes. All the time. Interrogating the connections between the kaiju and Wanda's magic. That kind of data page on the on the opposite side, that the little animation of the wheel to an eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks cool. It it's a lot of the It does look cool. But this is what was like, I, my brain was hurting. Like, is she having this conversation with Billy and Tommy, or is she having this conversation with old lady Wanda? Because it feels like both, both are happening simultaneously. It seems as though both are happening simultaneously and potentially this other realm is happening internally mm-hmm. and or is connected to her subconscious. This is the repressed guilt forming into other forms of herself, right? Because that is a lot of what they're talking about right. is this battling with herself to reveal that, that she wants to be punished for her sins, having to let the guilt of her past actions go. And that being why the Scarlet Witch highlight reel triggered such reaction from her. These are the things that she carries with her at all times. These are the things that she can't let herself go with. Mm-hmm. I guess my questions, feelings, thought is why choose... If we've made the decision and the distinction that Wanda is not a mutant and we've made it very clear that the majority of mutants strongly dislike her because of M-Day, why tell a story about her in an X-Men comic this in-depth at this point in time? Like, why? I mean, I can't answer that question, but I think some of the last issue will give us some... I just feel like... This feels like it is making peace with her past actions, or at least her making peace with her past actions, whether or not mutants as a whole can forgive her. This is her coming to terms with the things that she's done. Yeah. I guess I just feel like that's why I related to the idea and why I feel like other people have related to the idea of this having some kind of retcon to her being a mutant, because it feels like we're in an age where all we're talking about is the the resurgence of mutants who are who were once no more and now they are becoming something and i understand that m day plays a lot into where some of the mutants went and the crucible and all of that stuff but it just feels like why a wanda story right now as such a big thing if it's if she's not a mutant 
if it does like how does it tie in you know and i guess like you said maybe the next issue will yeah i mean i think it it definitely ties into mutants because it's been a part of the conversation ever since the beginning you know the the pretender the exodus's campfire children right 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 these are all things that even her empire story of trying to trying to atone for what she had done by resurrecting all the dead Genosian mutants and, and turning them into zombies by accident. Mm-hmm. Right. So she has been carrying this guilt with her for however long it's been. And she wants to move past it. And it feels like that's meeting at a head here. There's a lot of content relative to the mutant story here that it makes sense that it is in an X-Men comic, especially when you're going to tie in this, X factor and, and Leah liking to work through traumas of characters and, Mm -hmm. and, and giving a reprieve or a a way out of that trauma or a a way of healing for that character. Yeah. Okay. The inner turmoil between them. This has been a lot of inner turmoil this week. Yeah. And characters. It looks like the right. So what you were saying, the battle with her older self is happening inside her and outside and, we're getting these big reactions from everybody outside of her that seem to be connected to what she's being told inside of her. Right. In this other realm. Like the the boys are saying, you're causing these monsters, you're causing this attack. And also old lady Wanda saying the same thing. Yeah. Telling her that she's compartmentalized her guilt into these monsters. It's I'm all for the redemption of, character but yes she did do all of these things and and she does need to accept that because yeah yeah yeah, she totally did those things and i would i would 100 percent blame gene and rachel for the monster attack for their ill-advised highlight reel dump of the nasty yeah right (laughs) hey you look happy let me tell you why you shouldn't be yeah but billy on that next page cutting deep yeah, well, he's upset. Yeah. I've lived my whole life defending you, Mom. My whole life. Like, listen to me. Yeah, get over it. Connect with me. The start of the end, though, as they recognize she's got to come together. This big note of Wanda forgiving herself for what she's done and finding a way to move past. Or it's going to destroy her and everyone else. It's going to become these kaiju monsters. It's going to become this this metaphor for the destruction of everyone if she cannot make peace with herself Mm -hmm. whether or not she was in the right state of mind when these actions that she's being accused of or being held for happened at the end of the day she was connected to them in some way and she needs to whether or not it's it's taking responsibility or just accepting that you played a part in those actions Mm -hmm. and she's got to bring her past her present and her future together yeah with your Wanda's combined, we fight the kaijus. And the next handful of pages are just really great action as Wanda steps up and cleans up the mess that she kind of made. Well, she sends one of each of herselves to do it. Right. And that makes sense. That's why you got three. <laughs> just this little moment between Captain America and Wolverine. It's always the eyes. Who is that? Beats me. Like, they don't know who old lady Wanda is. They're right. upset. They just got to, like, poke out the eyes. Wolverine also is not connecting the fact of this this white cape. Is yeah. this the person that, that killed Wanda? Or? Mm-hmm. He's a little busy right now, babe. Right. Everybody's joining in the battle. You got These two. Yeah. Gambit and Rogue coming back just from Just coming night. home and, like, Rogue is, like, ready to fight. And Gambit's like, hold on. I got to take my shirt off first. 
<laughs> it's a nice shirt. I'm not going to ruin this shirt fighting a monster. Oh, please. It's odd. The captains are just like, hey, thanks for coming together. We're going to beat up some kaiju. I think we can do that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Captain. 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 And because she's accepting of her past, the monsters are not having as much sway over her. Not having this intense power that no one can seemingly defeat because she has accepted. She has taken away their power over her. Yeah. And then they're like, but hold on, let's just bind together real quick before yeah. anyone realizes that Bring there are just three of us. Hey, watch out for the consequences, though, because the mutants are out for Wanda's head, not just for the kaiju, but for everything. Mm hmm. But this moment between Wanda and Magneto is nice. Yeah. I'm back. I'm here. It's me. All of me. All of me. Mom. Yeah. And and just seeing the people who back Wanda because they care for her, because they understand the, the layers of complexity that's happening with this and. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this person is. On the, yeah, they're the... very upset, whoever they are. Yeah. And then <laughs> Emma. Okay, we're listening. Yeah, tell us. What's up? I know who attacked me. Okay. Well, who was it? Well, we're not going to find out now because that's left for the next time. Overall, what'd you think? I, I think the concept is interesting. I think it's going in a much different direction than I anticipated. And I just don't, I don't want to say, it's it's what I was saying before when I stopped mid-issue and I was asking that question of just why this story right now. I, I think it's interesting to have Wanda have redemption or understanding or peace with what has happened. But I guess uh, here's a question. Maybe this will help me. When M-Day happened Mm -hmm. and she said no more mutants, why? Why did she say that? Because she was mentally unstable and being manipulated by people. (laughs) Someone you don't want to say? Well, yeah, because that's part of the reveal in in the series. And if we talk about it or if we go through it as episodes, you know. So it wasn't like her. Intentionally doing it. No. Okay. It's Mephisto. No, I'm just kidding. I just felt like I had to say that because WandaVision. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I guess that yeah, for it, me is just. It is definitely not what I was expecting. And I feel like after issue two and three, I kind of left all expectations away. And I feel like that is why I enjoyed this issue a lot and, and felt this as a a tick back up into what I was hoping for from this, like a big story. I think it is outrageous to call this the trial of Magneto. Even you call it the trial of Scarlet Witch. You call it the, which doesn't make sense because she's found dead at the beginning of it. Sure. So I guess that's why you call it the trial of Magneto. You call it the trial of. It's not a trial. Yeah. You call it the. Something else. Call it the wheel. (laughs) The wheel. I don't know. Yeah. I think. It's not that I didn't enjoy the issue. I think I was just really, really excited to have some something that I could really dig into and try to solve week by week in a way that felt exciting, like a murder mystery to me. And so I was really hyped at the beginning of it. And now it's just another title that I'm reading. You know, it's not it's not bad. It's good. I enjoy it. I really like the art. I think it's interesting storytelling, interesting perspective, something that I haven't 
really experienced or seen before this like three versions of her and I think there's a lot of interesting elements with the way the five is just going forward and doing things the way that she was able to resurrect herself you know this idea of how magic is playing into things and them saying oh we need to get Excalibur in on this because they have a better understanding of magic and all of that you know I think all of that is interesting it's just not what I it's this series is not turning out to be what I expected it to be. So I'm interested to see what the last and what it actually is. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what it actually is at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely been a whirlwind of a title. Mm-hmm. It was my first thought. I, I think this issue, like I've said a couple of times, did a great job of bringing things back together after throwing us a hearty number of curveballs in issue three. And even in issue two, the magic, the, the disconnection, it is a really interesting arc to elevate Wanda in the comics and now hopefully get a little redemption in the eyes of the mutant population. Krakowin? Yeah, what's that Krakowin? It kind of threw me off because, so it's the accused, but it doesn't use the TH Krakowin symbol. Oh. It, it uses T and H next to each other. Interesting. Which I was the just accused. very confused. What do you hope to see in issue five? Exodus doing it. (laughs) I don't know. I I hope to see some sort of connection that is going to make me feel like, ah, this makes sense why they wanted to make this a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, some kind of crazy twist. Yeah. I think the big deal comes from just the number of people affected by it. We're not maybe maybe the reveal might not be big. And that reveal might not give you the the ultimate satisfaction of this being like a mystery or, uh, but the, the fact that Wanda has affected so many mutants with the things that she's done has affected so many people throughout the Marvel universe. And that's what makes it mm-hmm. deserve or catch the attention of elevating it to more of its own arc, its own event. That's why it got pulled from X Factor and then made into its own title potentially. Well, what about Mystique? Why was she hiding in the bushes saying, well, this is going to be interesting? Like, why? Where did all of that go? Maybe that was a misdirect connected to making you think that it was her. Misdirects make me want to punch something hard. Okay, well, no. (laughs) You just have to understand that stories aren't always straight linear narratives. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. I just... I just, yeah, I just felt like I was led astray and I have a lot of questions that are still unanswered. Do you think anything's going to happen to Hope and the Five? They're on their own right now. They're about to open up their own resurrection business on the side and just circumvent and undercut the council entirely. I don't know. They're going to get their own title. They're going to. Yeah, we tried that already. (laughs) They were kind of in X Factor. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think they're just, they have their own agency now, which I like. I like that they are their own entity and they don't solely rely on Charles's approval for what they do. Yeah. But I do think that could end up being dicey. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if they just start going around anybody in the council and they're, they're essentially seeing themselves as a governing body of Krakoa and they're saying, hey. You yeah, know, we do what we do. Krakoa wouldn't be here. Well, yeah, it would. But <laughs> all these mutants wouldn't be here without us. Okay. You know, you yeah. are part of a, a government, a community. 
you know, maybe elevating their role a little bit so that they have more agency, but still recognizing you're a part of a society and not just, right. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Who killed Wanda? Who killed her? I don't know. I don't even know. Who she do you knows. think killed her? She knows. I have no idea. She Who? who herself? Is that no. what she's going to say? Because I swear to Christmas, if she says, I killed myself, I'm going to be so mad. My guilt killed me. Get out of here. <laughs> Done. Are Billy and Tommy going to get grounded for shouting at their mom like that? No, never. <laughs> That's my last question. I, <laughs> I, just, I was pulling his strings on that one. I, I don't know what else. How are you feeling over these three no, issues? You didn't answer my question. What? Who do you think killed Wanda? Who do I think killed Wanda? <sighs> it's a magic user, potentially someone that also, and it's interesting of the, the tie-in of. Like, uh, what about all the Hellfire Gala stuff? What are you talking about? Just like, which were, who went, who went to see Magneto as Wanda after her time of death? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, again, magic helping. Why bring up the fact that she was invited to the Hellfire Gala but didn't want to attend? Why even bring that up? Just well, I mean, because that, that's how you got her there? That's part of the reservation about being part of the the big celebration of mutant people. She doesn't feel welcome. She carries that guilt of her yeah, actions with her. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I think it's going to have some connection to the death of Doctor Strange. Oh, interesting. Because that's still a mystery and, and still a death and, and also <laughs> a younger version of him is alive and, and trying to solve this. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if the, when does the death of Doctor Strange wrap up? Similar timeline, I believe. I'm not entirely Cause like, sure. Because it seems like it would be the same person who killed both of them. That Potentially. You know, someone vying for top magic spot. Well, it's not Ileana. Nope. It's Mephisto. Yeah. It's not Dormammu because he just had his arc. Yeah. The last he was just a giant pumpkin planet. Um, well, who else uses magic? I mean, a bunch of villains. I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a solid answer. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I'll tell you next week. All right. What, well, speaking of next week, what comics we got maybe coming to us next week? Maybe. Hopefully coming, coming our way. Because this, this one says this was coming out November 17th. In this here paper printing. Hey, you know, we're all dealing with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are we getting an Inferno? We getting an Inferno? Maybe. We are getting Inferno number three. Ooh. We are getting Hellions number 18. Oh, no. It's the last one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and X-Men Legends number nine. Which I don't read. You don't read. Also, the Devil's Reign story is slated to start next week so that is a marvel-wide event but it does have an x-men arc that'll start later on that's the one with emma on the bunch of covers mm. phil noto doing the art jerry dugan involved interesting what doesn't um infinity comics come back next week yep monday will be our juggernaut and deadpool story on the infinity comics marvel unlimited app so check those out there's also demon days x-men the preview image Creators for this cut. cover for next week is like 
Another version of Magneto holding Wanda. That's not next week. That's next Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. I always do that. Next issue. Yep. Ah, oh, but I'm excited about Inferno. It's yeah, like- me too. Don't let me down, Inferno. <laughs> Don't let me down. Don't put that on it. It's hard for me. It's hard. It's hard. I... I sometimes I know I expect too much from a weekly story. I want every week to blow my mind, and I know that's unrealistic. And and especially because every week is different issues, right? Right. You're juggling multiple stories, but they read as though it's just one large story. Every issue, every week, can't blow your mind. You got to lay foundations for the big mind blows. And and to Hickman's point in an interview, that that pacing could have been handled better throughout as a team as a creative unit to not kind of pile it in various sections but to to really help you feel that pitch. yeah well we did it good talk good talk until next time old friend charles thanks so much for joining us today on the ex-wife podcast be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends the Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 